guys. Sorry I wasn't able to put out a Rebels review this week. I will do that next week. I just wanted to make it more of a comprehensive review of Rebels as a whole, and there were just some uh, glitches getting that recorded and uh, all sorted. So I will have that out on Tuesday, but for now, uh, here is a debate I did with a friend about whether or not Ray is Mary Sue that I recorded in hopes of starting a podcast, um, and, and here you go. Um, there's been, like, some controversy. I mean, saying some is kind of an understatement, but there's been a lot of controversy about uh, the character Rey in both The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi as to whether or not she's a Mary Sue. Um, I kind of wanted to shed light on the subject, but I don't want it to be, like, an echo chamber. So today I invited uh, my friend Ethan, Hello. who definitely believes... Uh, She's a Mary Sue. And and we'll see if I can, one, turn around his perspective, or two, learn something that I did not know before, uh, get my mind changed. But uh, I want to come to the the truth of the matter instead of just arguing over it like I think a lot of people want to do. So, Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess if you haven't figured out by context, I don't think she's a Mary Sue. But I, I think it's totally fair for people to think that. Like, I think it's fair to come to that conclusion, but I don't specifically think that she is um just having analyzed it more right i think what it comes down to is not bad writing for the character but like bad writing for the movie at least for the force awakens i think the last jedi does a lot to like make it feel right but the force awakens shows evidence that she's not a mary sue but doesn't really point it out enough I guess, for people who would be confused. That's probably just not something I considered when making the movie, to be honest. Because that's not the the first thing everybody thinks of when they're making a movie is, are my characters Mary Sue's or Gary Stu's? Like, I need to know this. This is the most important part of making a character. Um, so I, I think that they did show stuff. For example, we see that she's good at fighting in The Force Awakens. Right, but see, see the thing about that though is like what I what I've noticed is from the Force Awakens, she has really no training, like. No, but I mean, think about it. If you lived on a planet your whole life as a woman by herself in this planet full of like scum and villainy, and like you need to, like, live by yourself, how many men, how many alien species do you think you'd have to fight off? Right, but constantly, I, you think you'd pick up stuff, right? I I would agree with that, but I think also a staff versus a lightsaber or a sword or what have you is a right. totally different fighting style. Exactly. And it is. And we see that. And I like that we show that a little bit more in The Last Jedi. Like she's doing all these cool moves with her light, with her staff in The Last Jedi around that rock. And then she pulls out the lightsaber and she tries to like figure out like what to do. And she tries to translate a lot of her staff techniques into using a lightsaber and ends up right. like kind of cutting off the rock like... She's using the force to try to, you know, have her... At the end of the day, she's using the force to try to, like, equalize, sure. try, to, try to learn what to do next, but she doesn't know forms. But right? if, you, if you look at, if you look at, um, oh, excuse me, if you look at Force Awakens, like, when she was fighting uh, Kylo, Kylo is, like, an extreme Sith Lord. He probably knows many, many forms, you know, all this different stuff, and the fact that... Technically, he was untrained was not a Sith at all, because the Sith were completely gone, and Snoke wasn't a Sith, and nobody was a Sith anymore. Well, I but guess yes. he was, I guess... He was a dark side acolyte. He was, he was a, a dark user. side user. Yeah. He was a dark Jedi, maybe, but he was also still untrained. Sure. And even still, he should not have lost to Rey. I will concede that, except... Except, except for the glaring thing, which is, we see Chewie's bowcaster throughout the entire movie, literally blowing up stormtroopers, like giant explosions when they use this bolt. right and chewie shoots him directly like straight shot and he's bleeding out and he's totally distracted and also it's really we see that with kylo a lot when he's conflicted when he's like emotionally distraught he just falls apart anytime like when using the force like i he do just, agree with that he I falls apart he just killed his dad which as we see in the last jedi snoke specifically says that's divided you that hasn't made your purpose singular like He's very specifically distraught in that way. On top of being shot with this blaster belt, we've seen, like, literally blow up people before. So, obviously, like, he's damaged. He's very much damaged. So, when considering that and the fact that Ray kind of knows a little bit of skill, and then on top of the fact that he already tried to fight John Boyega, even though he crushed him, like, 
he's had a little bit of a fight already. Race pretty fresh, you know. Right. Yeah. No, she I didn't do anything. I do. I do then. agree with you know that he he may not be a Sith Lord. You know, he was injured or what have you. But I think he still should have came out on top. And that yeah. rate. I mean. I think that's almost subject, subject, subjective at that point because right. it's all down to how much does the movie show he's injured. When you look at it specifically as what did he just go through and you, and you think about it that way, then sure, it like it makes sense that Ray would win. But when you look at how it's portrayed on screen, it doesn't look like that. It does not look like, it doesn't portray how damaged he is. Even though the facts are there, it doesn't do a good job of showing that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's that's just part of the direction. Right. You know? Now, no one other thing that I think that she's a Mary Sue is I personally, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I do believe that she is a Mary Sue. In fact, but um, mm-hmm. throughout the Force Awakens, she was she used a lot of Force powers, uh, especially during the scene between uh, her and Kylo when she was on, you know, um, I believe his Star Destroyer or something along those lines. Anyways, and she completely like. She was able to resist, you know, his force powers when he was trying to get into her mind and what have you. You have to have training for that kind of stuff, you know, because that's like pretty intense. And for a newbie, so to say, to come into that and just kind of go off of feelings, I don't know. I feel like she would have to have an apprentice. Yeah. Or not an apprentice, a mentor. That's quite possibly true. But another interesting fact about it is that, like, we hear all the time that she's thought about these stories. Okay, right. So she she knows that that power exists. She knows that like the force uh, suggestions and all that stuff exists. So that's our base knowledge. She just knows that it's there. And that's all. Like when we look at Luke, he didn't know. That's not my only point. Second of all, in The Last Jedi, again, The Last Jedi kind of makes good on a lot of the dumb things we saw in The Force Awakens, in my opinion. Um, We see here, she's talking to Luke and Luke's like, why are you here? Uh, She says, something inside me has always been there. She's always had a connection to the Force. At least it's been slumbering in her. But now it's awake, and and she's afraid, and she needs help. All that, like, that whole line, right? Um, And she doesn't know what to do with it, I think is one thing that she said. But, like, The Force Awakens, the title, never made sense to me until that line. What it's saying is, the Force literally took its own direction in a chosen one Anakin kind of way has its will of the force ignited in Rey and is using her as a vessel. Like, it's controlling her. Like, she is doing the will of the force. The force is practically controlling her. We see that We see them that sort of thing happen before with Chirrut. Like, he wasn't exactly super force-sensitive enough to be a Jedi, but we see the will of the force work around him in Rogue One and how, like, he's, a, he's less using the force, like a Jedi or a Sith, but the force is using him, and that's something that like they specifically reference over and over again in like the the talking about Rogue One, um, and it's that kind of concept that I think they're trying to show happened with Rey. So it's like, sure, she seems like she's pretty OP, but at least story wise, what a Mary Sue is is somebody who is overpowered, but specifically overpowered with no reason, no rhyme or reason. It doesn't make sense okay. why she's overpowered and why she's not at all conflicted. We see she's a conflicted character in a lot of ways, not as many as Kylo. And when you compare the two, that comparison of seeing them both on screen at the same time makes you realize, gosh, Ray's just not an equal to Kylo in terms of just character development and writing. But we see that she's conflicted. Don't do this, Ben. Like she, she likes somebody she knows is evil. We go in the Last Jedi. We see her go from. You know, like thinking he's evil and has to be stopped and, you know, all this stuff to then he's our last hope. Like it, it changes so quickly. Um, she's she's not like just a very basic, like always does the right thing character. She ends up going the right way. And I think it's implied that it's the will of the force. So it might seem like a cop out. But that's also how Star Wars works. That is the will true. of the Force. But like, why? Why did the Force choose her? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is why the Force, did the force conveniently... all of a sudden impregnate Shmi? Sure, that definitely happened. She's not lying. To have uh, a virgin birth with having Anakin, and he's super powered. Like, there's no rhyme or reason other than it's the Force. That as is well. true. It's just so convenient that it's like you know with Rey, and that Rey is able to go you know and do all these crazy things without. But really... why would we have a story that doesn't follow the major character? Think about it for a second. It's like, if it was, it's not like it's just we're seeing 
all of the characters in the universe and it's like gosh it's it's ray it's like we're seeing a story here and obviously the story we'd be told is the one that's currently happening that matters you know like we wouldn't have a story that's not showing the chosen one in a way because we have to be showing we we're in a movie we're being shown the the important parts of the universe no, 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 that you makes know? sense. Yeah, no, that that does make more sense. It's just kind of, it's it's convenient if if you follow me there. It's convenient, but it's convenient like Luke is convenient as I a character. See, yeah, yeah, no, we see him; true. he just immediately blows up the Death Star. You know, he doesn't. He goes from like not understanding how to use the lightsaber and all this stuff to immediately blowing up the Death Star. To then the next movie, he's like good with the Force. He fights Vader for quite a while, even if Vader's toying with him. Uh, and right. that's the, another point about. That, that reminds me about uh, The Force Awakens when he's fighting, when she's fighting Kylo. He's also trying to turn her. He's not trying to kill her. I think that's also an important point. In addition to how conflicted he is after having killed his father, in addition to having been shot with a bowcaster, he's also not even trying to kill her when she very much is. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, she has that advantage too, you know? He yeah, has no. every disadvantage possible. That That is true, but it's like, I don't know. See, see, Ray as a character, she's she is a very interesting character. She comes from a very, very interesting background, as you know. They kind of explore in uh, the Last Jedi, but um, you know, I just the fact that is that you know, sure, the Force, the Force may have chosen her or like what what have you, but like, you can't just randomly like throw at your hand, you know, without any concept of like how how to do it in a sense. And same with like lightsaber training, you know, nobody has taught her now in the last Jedi. She came to uh she came to Luke at for mentoring um and so she you know so he could be his uh, her master and he never really did until kind of the end that even he taught then, her it, three lessons. It was you know? just three lessons that didn't really make a whole lot of sense, I guess. I think that so the first lesson is the one that like sticks with us the most I think from seeing that movie, at least me. Um you know, it's he's showing her that there's light and dark, and between that, there's the balance, there's the force, and basically the point of that is, like, he's trying to say, he, he said, once you felt that, like, isn't it arrogant to say, like, without the Jedi, there's no good, like, the force is massive, it, it, it's expansive, and there's so many sides to it that there's almost this middle part, you need to have a balance, you can't just be, like, all one way. And that point is, like, he he's teaching her philosophy essentially, and and he's and that doesn't train, uh, that doesn't go into practical knowledge at all. He doesn't teach her how to use a lightsaber. He doesn't teach her specific force skills other than getting into the 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 kind of Zen to use the force. Like when he has her meditate that sort of thing. Like she's learning how to get into that zone where she can use the force. But then the rest of it ends up being up to her. Also, she took the Jedi text, so who knows what we've read, what she's read now. Right, but you that know? was at the very end. At the very end. At the very end. So, you know, well, it's before possibly... She, it's before that fight with uh, Kylo, as the fort, with the Praetorian Guards. She takes the books before that, you know? Because she, she takes them when she's leaving Octo. We just don't see she has them until the end. She probably had time on the Falcon to at least dig into them. But I do think it's very key to point out, like, once again, everything in terms of the story is leaning towards she's not... But I'm not saying that she's just, you know, it's perfectly explained. I think the fact that you need to dive deep into it to find that out, that she's not a flawed character in that way, is a flaw. And I blame the movie. I don't think that the character is a Mary Sue. But I think the fact that the movie doesn't give that, doesn't like shoot that at you and scream that at you that she's not a Mary Sue is a problem. Nobody thinks Kylo's like a Gary Stew, you know, because they show the conflict. You know, people don't think Luke is because they show the conflict better. And well, yeah, see, that's they, the thing. they show the conflict, but like with Rey, you don't necessarily get that. You know what I'm saying? With Rey, they just do not focus enough on her in right. some ways. In some ways, they're showing too much about her, but they're showing too little of the things that are in the underlying part of those scenes. And see, when you... It's there, but you have to dig deep. I don't think she's a Mary Sue, but I think the movie doesn't portray that well, essentially. Yeah. I'm no, arguing I, the I character, do, not how the movie that. portrays I, it. I do agree with that. The movie yeah. was 
really awful when he was trying to portray her in that area. I think but mostly the for last... The Force Awakens. Right. I think The Last Jedi makes an attempt, and I think it does a it decent It makes it job. sense. I think but it does in a the, decent in job. The, in The Last Jedi, right, when she goes into that cave thing, and it was, like, with the mirrors, really, I felt like that was the only, like, progression in the Force that she made. But even then, I felt like there really was no... No, there's this crazy amount. Like, the fact that Luke is, like, you went to the dark and you didn't even, like, look back. Like, you just went straight there. She's not... She doesn't know her stuff. She's very clearly flying by the seat of her pants. Basically flying by the seat of the Force. Like, the Force is the one that's guiding her and causing her to do all of these things. She's almost hardly a character. She's a vessel. And that's kind of weird. Um, But, like... She, yeah, she goes for the dark side, like, instantly. And she's not concerned. She's not super light side. Her motivations seem unclear in some time, sometimes. But at the end of the day, she always does, like, kind of what preserves a balance. For a while there, that looked like there could have been this gray thing, right? She's beating off... She's in that fight scene with Kylo. They're beating off the Praetorian guards. And it seems like there could just be gray for a right, while. right. And then Kylo starts to go dark, and all of a sudden, she's like, oh, crap. When in doubt, the opposite. When in doubt, balance. She's like, fully... Kylo's doing his own thing. He's got his destiny, and he's he's just hurtling towards whatever he wants to do. And Rey is like, the counterweight, you right. know? And I, I think The Last Jedi does a good job, like, enforcing that concept that she's a vessel. Um, but at the same time, I think that they... they that, that Praetorian guard scene is telling as far as her ca- physical capabilities. She tries to pull the lightsaber. Snoke just hits her in the head with it. Like, she's obviously doesn't know how to use her skills. Right, but to if, that you, extreme if you extent. look at... And that fight scene, I've watched over and over again. Like, the, it leaked on the internet, and I, I've probably watched it, like, 20 or 30 times. Yeah, I've only and seen it twice. And that's she, my mistake right there. She kills, like, I think three of them right. in that whole scene. And Kylo kills the ones that were fighting her. He, like, he steps in, and, like, if one of them's giving her trouble, like, she'll get him, and that sort of thing. Like, right. constantly. There's this one, so, she she stabs, she, like, just swings, like, crazy, not really paying attention to what she's doing. She's, like, just trying to keep still, whereas Kylo's, like, very precise in those scenes. And then you see her, and she just ends up, like, reaching over and stabbing one person who's fight busy fighting Kylo. One kill. Right then, it's it like kind of splits off, and we see Kylo taking on like three or four guys at once, and then Ray just like happens to spin around and barely nick a guy, like almost by accident. See, and I feel like happens though. I feel like it was purposeful in a sense. I mean, yeah, right. But like the thing is, you watch her form, and you watch how many she takes out, and even my sister, um, she pointed out that like. Instantly, she, she's not a huge Star Wars fan, but she saw this and she thought, like, I mean, she loves this movie and she's not liked Star Wars before, which I thought was interesting because most people are like, that movie is garbage. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing is actually critics give it really high scores. Audience, I, I could do a whole episode on the, the amount, like the percentages of people who actually don't like it versus who do. And it's not as staggering as Rotten Tomatoes makes it seem right. because of the, the concept of let's have a burner account Rotten Tomato party where we leave a bunch of negative reviews. People do that all the time. People were doing that on Black Panther. There was like this thing that was like an invite sent out to a ton of people like to create burner accounts for Black Panther just to take down Marvel and DC forever. Like audience score does not matter. I in do. A lot yeah, of no, I, I do. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. But but anyways, um. She, she was looking at it, and she, I was talking to her about it. She's not, like, an extreme movie critic or analyst or anything. And she goes, yeah, like, Ray seemed extremely weak in that scene compared to Kylo. Like, that was her first thought, and having watched it over and over again, see, when you she does. At- she takes out, like, a few people, and Kylo has to keep stepping in, taking on multiple guys at once, doing this. He's not conflicted at that moment. He said, I know what I need to do, and he's just... On all cylinders. Well, see, when you look at when you Ray's look at trying. that when you look at that fight scene, right? Ray is quote unquote trying. She's kind of failing. She's only able to take out so many. But then when you go back to the Force Awakens, when she's actually fighting Kylo, there's she's a big also difference. just swinging willy nilly. Right, right. No, but there is a big difference. There is some, you know, 
there is some not passion, but there is a some strategy into that. So when you take the two fight scenes, the one in there's the almost force, more so, strategy in the Last Jedi, I think. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't think so. She's because finding she's creative to... ways out. Like they're they're locking on to her, and so she like spins underneath the guy and like cuts off his arm. None of that is like a lightsaber technique. What she's doing is just it's trying not to any use forms, it. She's right. just trying to survive. Right. No, know? but I, I don't know. I feel like there was more strategy when it comes to... It felt more like lightsaber forms in The Force Awakens, right. I'll admit. Because it, it was a duel. It wasn't on a bunch of people, you know? But even then, I mean, she's still... Like, you just said yourself she did have more strategy, or she still had strategy in, you know, The Last Jedi. I mean, and, she know, was still I, I guess, swinging willy-nilly, but, like, it's right, true. But, that we didn't really get any, too much of the fact that, like, she's fighting him almost looking like she's right. using forms. And see, so when, you, when you go to a normal really, person, but. when you go to a normal person, normal people in an actual fight with adrenaline pumping, they aren't necessarily able to uh, plan out or th- think through when they're actually fighting. Now, that's exactly what Ray did, and she was kind of thinking through, you know, okay, what am I going to do next? I'm, I'm stuck here, so I'm going to spin around, and I'm going to cut this guy's arm off. And that's that's one of the things that your average person wouldn't be able to do that. Your average Jedi she wouldn't has, be able to do that. But your average Jedi would, and that's the interesting thing. On her thing. level, with yeah. no training? Yeah. I don't think so, yeah. no. She hasn't had lightsaber training, but once again, she's fought a lot. She's fought but a lot. Is, but there is no substantial evidence to say that she has fought yeah, a lot, though. there is. Where? You see you see her taking out people that are trying to get BB-8 in that scene with all the people around her, and she's used to it. Like, she gets hit, she hits right back with that thing, and she, she knows how to use that staff because she's practiced. It looks like it belongs in, like, a Star Destroyer as, like, a pull. She uses that as a staff because she had to defend herself because she constantly could get beaten up her stuff taken away but there really her, and truly anything. is you know sure sure, sure you, you might you might you see that, that one stuff. scene where it was like okay yeah there's I, that's a little implying, bit of strength there but there is no substantial evidence though if she's fought if she has to fight like that and she's used to that and she's lived on a planet alone her in whole life in the middle life, of nowhere though in the middle of nowhere not in the middle of nowhere just in a out of in a backwater planet that's like saying somebody from like. But on that planet, though, she wasn't really necessarily around people. She no, was, but she oh. had to keep going there. You kidding? To like sell her parts and stuff like that for uh, like all the parts that she scavenged um, for food. Like she had, she went there like every day. Right. Sure. People sure. would want to take away if she has any good finds. Not only that, but she's a young girl all by herself. I think no more <laughs> need be said. She would have had to learn to defend herself. But that is totally different from an actual lightsaber and fighting with a lightsaber. Right. Which but what is I'm only... saying is that she developed the basic skill of learning to think clearly in a fight. If you fight that much, you will learn to think clearly in a fight. So, And on top of that, the Force does kind of enhance that sort of thing. I mean, it gives you a danger sense, for one. Implicitly, definitely a danger sense. Um and like on top of that like it does kind of expand your awareness in like in general not just like a spidey sense kind of a thing but like right. it does expand your awareness and your ability to think to okay. some extent so with that, in a battle so okay so with that what you just said there if she had more of an awareness if she had all this stuff wouldn't you agree that she would have like done like a little bit better though if you know what they i mean they were i mean but you also have to consider whoever these praetorian guards are are Snoke's guards. He would not have chosen the worst of the worst well, see, or the best of the I, worst. I watched I watched the a video. The I watched a they're video. They're still not force users. Right. But they're pretty close to it. I bet they're like the closest thing that they're you can get. They're probably force sensitive. Right. But I don't think they're force Actually, users. Actually, they are because I watched a video like just talking about them. I believe it was Star Wars theory. Now, if he's if he's theories. a little it's theories there we go i have um, a theory that maybe they're this way right no but he actually was comics so it was comics so there is some kind of proof uh, back we don't there. really see it's, the praetorian guards in the comics they have their own comic section oh no i think he's talking about the uh, imperial royal guard he's probably talking about something from oh is that oh that's yeah. um yeah you're yeah. right those would be the you're emperor's right. royal guard and those are no, no longer the, canon yeah either. that is that's my my mistake is that my crimson mistake. empire yeah, i think so yeah i think so right it's a good comic series though yeah it sounds it's like good, good. i want to try it at some point but yeah it's only a couple uh issues long though hmm. anyways but continuing yeah. but you know if she was like indeed like what you're saying if she was you know force sensitive or like 
you would you you wouldn't see that as much if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Or you would see that. I think that, that they have been trained to fight very well, but she is once again a vessel of the force. Their level of training versus her level of training. They've trained a ton. She's trained a little, but yeah, but she's, she's still amazing and still kills three of them. She's overwhelmingly powerful in the force, but she's a. Vessel, but she didn't really use the force. You know? Sure, sure. She might have force awareness or whatever, but in that fight, she didn't really use the force. No, because she was, there was she was just like trapped holding on through half of that battle. After all the times I've watched it, like there's a part of it where she's like just barely, like blocking off people, and then like they have her in like grips for like the rest of that fight, and she's just figuring out how to get rid out of a grip. And that's what she does. With that little okay, bit of so force awareness, let's... she figures, oh yeah, like she has the headspace to think, I could just like turn that way. And that's what she does. And so then, wouldn't you agree? On top so of these, that, these train... wait, wait, wait. But at the end of that fight, she's uh, like practically unable to kill that one guy. And he like is cutting her and like she's like in dire situations and Kylo has like still trying to just like fight off three other guys to get to her. And then she just like barely uses a cheap move, she just drops her lightsaber and, like, pulls it to her hand kind so of. What do you, okay, so wouldn't you agree? So you have these highly, highly trained guards, right? They're Snoke's guards. I mean, like, Snoke at the time was, like, one of the most important people in the Empire. In the Empire. Yeah. So wouldn't you agree? So First they'd be order. absolutely yeah. amazing. Their weapons were pretty were pretty awesome. You know, really they, cool. they, they were really cool. Um, and there's a bunch of different styles. They all work the same. So you have to adapt to each kind of style. And that's why that Kylo using. is taking them on more than she is. Right. But wouldn't you agree when she when they have them? When, when she, one is putting her under pressure, Kylo kind of takes another right, right. one no, away no, no, from but her. Listen, listen, fire. listen, listen. When when they have her in this grip, right? Wouldn't you think they would have killed him or killed her? They would have had perfect opportunities. They're these highly no, trained if, guards. If you watch the scene, would have. They are. They're trying. So like he has the but like that because, chain thing around because her because she's Ray and, and she's a Mary Sue. They just conveniently weren't able to, if that makes sense. But it's not because there's never been a time when we've even seen non like Jedi or Sith fight that well ever. Okay, so it's not like they're under-leveling them. They're not, because they're already almost over-leveled, because they're just way too good, as far as from anything else we've seen in Star Wars. The, the guards are way users. too good? Yes, that's, okay, that's so, what I'm saying. Okay, so, and then you take they're their training, and their combat training. Sure, Rey might have the Force, but, but she they doesn't, never would have had But she to... doesn't really use it. Listen, listen, listen. But she doesn't really use it. Sure, she has force awake, uh, force um, awareness, like I have said before. But if you take the level of training, it just doesn't make sense because they would have totally outdone her. Be- Except they it's didn't like, have the force it's 5v1. to enhance everything. The force enhances everything. But on top yeah. of that, when would they ever have trained against lightsaber users? There are zero to train against. They were probably not training... Right, against I, lightsabers. I feel, like, I feel like that is kind of irrelevant. It's a bit of an advantage. Though. It's an irrelevant point, though, because still, you it's still the same concept. A lightsaber, sure. But if you take a sword or anything like that. Do we ever see swords in Star Wars? Training swords, and I believe when? it's Bane. Right. What I'm saying is, do we ever see that in the canon? <laughs> no, okay. Well, technically, Bane is canon, okay? so No, Bane, the character, is canon. The book isn't. The book is very explicitly not canon. I feel like it we is see, somewhere like, in the background, but you're not Kotor, saying like, like we see vibroblades and stuff like that. But that's not canon, really. To but technically, vibroblades could be training swords. I mean, if you have a sword, but right? then what I'm saying is vibroblades aren't canon. Like we we see we've seen them in EU stuff too. Like right. that's another point. Like they have that sort of thing, but also those were not very commonly used. That was kind of an old republic thing. Okay, but if you take the if you take the guards' weapons, right? You get you could get one of one of those as a sword. You could train against that but as it, a lightsaber. Like what it does is it has two points, and it creates like a little sharp thing between them. You couldn't have a lightsaber. You could have like a, a could, weird staff you, that has like a little stabby thing in the middle. It. Okay, that's it's as much just, as you could do. It, it's just there's okay. just there's not a chance to really train against that sort of thing. Right, but when you're they're on Ray's level, they're trying to take the role. They're trying to take the role of a, uh, of a like lightsaber wielder. They have these new weapons, but their point is to do 
melee, which we don't see anybody do other than Jedi and Sith. And they don't really have a chance to train against those. Um, sure. Snoke definitely doesn't have a lightsaber. At this point in time, though, I wouldn't technically call um, Rey a Jedi. I call her Force-sensitive. She's not Force-sensitive, though. There's a difference between Force-sensitive and Force user. Force sensitive is somebody who can feel the force, okay, so but not manipulate it that user, much. A force user. She's so a full she's on. a force user. Also, she but just she's had not a she Jedi. just come back from training with Luke. Three lessons. Three yeah. lessons that weren't like very detailed at all. And but no she, lightsaber training. That she was by also, the way, sure. She, we also you know, she see that she was practicing her by her own. On her right. Own. So on it's her not just own, three lessons. Though. It's also the time to practice the whole but time. She, but the but the movie itself only portrayed that as one like one time. The the fault. It's not a fault of a universe, of a story, that we don't see everything. It's like saying, we don't know where, like, in the movies, we do not see Palpatine as a kid. Therefore, all of the Star Wars movies are stupid, because we never saw that happen. We never saw Luke as a four-year-old. Come on, guys. Okay, so... We never saw when Anakin was born. They just talk about it. Not enough information. (laughs) Wouldn't you agree, though, when... Um, they wouldn't necessarily be showing the first time that she uses a lightsaber, right? And that she's training with it. They would be showing the last, the last time, or like they would be showing somewhat of a progression. Would you not agree throughout the thing? Um, when she's you know getting better and better and better with a lightsaber or training by herself, they would sh- they would show somewhat of a progression. But either way, she's still like the worst at dueling, at fighting for a Jedi. And yes, she's a Jedi. She just trained with Luke. Luke specifically says, I will not be the last Jedi. Rey is the last J- Jedi. And she's but meant you, to start okay, the order. So when you, when she's you a see, Jedi. Like, but she's the worst Wars, one that we've ever seen. When you go to Order 66 or like whenever, these Jedis get killed by, you know, some sometimes people with even like, heck, melee weapons. That's like, my problem with that story. That doesn't That doesn't equate too much, really. I think that's a problem with that story. Based which on story? how powerful the, the prequels. Last I think Order 66, that is a major problem the way it's portrayed. I think, specifically, the Battle of Geonosis is one of the worst pieces of Star Wars we've ever seen on film. The fact that we just have a bunch of dumb droids and that they're taking out Jedi left and right, one, it's supposed to, I guess it's supposed to prove that, like, you know, the Jedi had really lost their way. And that the Jedi. So how would Rey find her way? I guess if no, she's but like... but the point the the Jedi lost their way is not like they they lost the ability to fight and they're not that good because they don't train. It's not how that's not really how Star Wars and the Force works. It's a philosophy. The Jedi lost their way philosophically, and that affected how they acted. That was kind of the point of that. I think it was just like not portrayed well. I don't think The Last Jedi is portraying all of this perfectly, but I think it gets it a lot closer than what we saw in the prequels. Rey is not very good. She's kind of just fighting willy-nilly at some points, almost as if she's using a staff. <laughs> she tries like a random like two backhanded position when she like doesn't really know how to right. use that very I, well. I and it looks kind of like, sad. It's like but four or five. People have used... Yeah, right. Backhand is really cool, but like... She doesn't know how to use it. Like right. She's just kind of trying whatever she can. She's got a good survival instinct. But, once again, I really do think that she's like pretty much just being controlled by the Force. And I don't think that's like out of the realm of possibility for the story group to wouldn't, do. Wouldn't you think that the movie would have like kind of touched on that, though, if she was being controlled by the Force? She's not like controlled air, like a air video quotations game. quotations right, right there. I don't think she's being controlled like a video game. I think she's being, like, controlled to find balance like Anakin is. Like, I think Anakin is. He blows up, like, in The Phantom Menace. Like, he's already blowing up space stations and stuff like that when he's never been in a starfighter before. You could say, yeah, but he's he's been in a pod racer. Same thing, right? Same thing, same thing. It couldn't, yeah, right, but it couldn't <laughs> be farther from the truth. Like, it, it just it couldn't be more different for piloting a vehicle. And then after that, like, you know, he's kicking butt left and right, and then he he switches. He balances out the Force, not by what Anakin thought, destroying this, like what Obi-Wan is like, I thought you'd destroy the Sith, you're the chosen one, right? Uh, not not join them. I mean, I'm obviously paraphrasing to make it seem a bit more... Anyways. Mm, um, yeah. But the, the point is that, like, Anakin in that moment 
is balancing the force because there are too many Jedi and they've lost their way philosophically. They're not really at opposite with the Sith. The balance of the force has never been a, you just need the light side. It's a constant fight between the light and dark. And that's both in the EU and canon. Like it's, it's this, this concept of a yin yang and you can't have too much yin and not enough yang. And then the yin's also sort of yangy a little bit like Anakin's balancing the force by wiping out almost all of the Jedi by the end of Anakin's life. There's before he goes into one Darth remnant. Vader or while he's no Darth no no Vader. after Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi, once he's died, like there we go, it's kind of balance. It's not full balance because he's done a good job. He balanced it for a while. You know there were two Jedi left and there were two Sith left. There was Vader and Palpatine and Obi Wan and Yoda, and then is. Luke upsets the balance, Vader dies, and Luke has done a good thing, protected the galaxy for a while, but at the end of the, the end of that term, like, it's kind of not in balance again. So this sort of stuff comes up. Snoke is out. Snoke comes out of hiding to bring balance, but Luke started this Jedi Academy thing, you know? Right. Like, it, it's, it's a constant, like, war to find, like, an equal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, either neither of, the, neither of them are there, or one of them are there, or, like, millions of them are there, like we see in the Old Republic or something, So, wait, you know? so what, while all this was happening, so is Force, Force Unleashed, is that canon? No, definitely not. Definitely not, but it has to do something. Couldn't be farther from canon. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just was trying to come. Yeah. That's, stories like that are the reason why they wiped, I think, the EU. Just right. because, like, you have such overpowered and also undermining our current lore, like the movies. If it's undermining the movies, I think that's what they're trying to avoid. And having stuff like uh, Galen Merrick does kind of uh, undermine. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's what's interesting is, like, there's this constant fight for balance. And there's balance. And the, the Last Jedi ends with perfect balance of the Force. Okay, I think so it's, what it's, about Broom Boy? Broom Boy? Yeah. He's not a Jedi or a Sith. He's not like, he's not at that but point. But he unbalances the Force because he is within the Force, right? He's not like a, yeah, but I, I think the, the point is, it's very constrictive, I think, as far as the what they're trying to go for in canon. In the EU, they expanded a bit more and it's like, see, some people don't see the Force as light and dark. Some people see it as a rainbow and some people say there's nothing but the Force and life isn't really there. <laughs> And it gets really, really interesting and deep and philosophical. None of that's canon. I think the point is that there's light and dark. Powerful light, powerful dark. Luke says it. Balance. Powerful light, powerful dark. Powerful dark. Rule of two. Kind of. Um, I think that, that the, honestly, the, the rule of two kind of ended up making balance for a while. All right. Just, um, just, just FYI, I am a huge fan of Darth Bane. Um, <laughs> in the books, it's just, that is, so I'll quote that quite a bit all the time all the time yep there you go so rule of two it's currently the book i'm on right now i like those eu uh old republic books because they like they do a lot of cool stuff with like force enhanced punch i know they're brutal it's so they're funny. really brutal it's, it's pretty good like darth bane like there's like there's um there's a scene where like you know that you have like three to four different people falling and he snipes them all in like within a second it's beautiful see it's like but that i mean honestly that kind of thing is like trying to sh- portray like the fact of like what you can do with the force is inhuman. I don't think that kind of thing would be canon, but I think what is canon uh bringing it back is that the force can make your abilities supernatural. And we've heard this talked about in canon before, not to the not talking about the exact same situation, but you know, the dark side of the force is a path to some abilities which some consider to be unnatural, right? Like, there's this concept of the Force that, like, it's not just you're a person and then you're good at stuff, and that's what the Force does and makes you good at stuff. Like, you're, like, inhuman. So somebody with the Force, anybody with the Force versus somebody without it, pretty much not a fight. And I think that's that's not what the EU has always been. That's what the canon's trying to do. And, And if you look at it in that context, the Praetorian Guards put up a really good fight. For being against a extremely, extremely, like, possibly too powerful because they're a vessel of the force kind of 
force user. Whether she's super trained or not, she's inhuman. She is inhuman. She's just, she's got the force. That's inhuman. See, but see, the thing is, though, is that the movies don't really portray that That's she's... Exactly. The f- but they do at the same time. It's kind of weird. They do, but it's Deeper than like immediate. That's your explanation. If, if you're just somebody that's going to go watch a movie and you just happen to see stars, you won't get it. But if you're a fanboy and if you're like actually like well, that's go the thing. dig deep into the lore, you'll, you'll kind of uncover. If you're what... a partial fanboy, then that's where you feel like, oh no, this is Mary Sue. If you watch the movie casually, it works. If you dig in halfway, it seems like oh, it's broken. Uh, <laughs> and then you dig in all the way, and you're like, they have stuff there. But it's not perfectly explained to that middle fanboy, and you need to have it across the board. But you look at the original Star Wars trilogy, not too much is explicitly said. Honestly, not a lot is. Right. Luke doesn't ever, I don't think ever, learn how to use a lightsaber. We don't actually see in any of the movies anybody learning how to use a lightsaber for combat. The right, force, but... a lightsaber, is an extension of your will. That's stated. That is canon, right? Like, the lightsaber is an extension of your will. So to some extent, at least what we've seen in the movies, if you're taking the movies as the movies and you don't look at the EU, which, I mean, it, I guess isn't really canon, I guess. But um, the point, I don't know. The point is that, like, at the end of the day, lightsaber training is kind of important but every every jedi master who's teaching somebody is not going into learn your lightsaber techniques and make sure you have form five down they're going into you need to be at balance and at peace in the old republic and that's where you get it like so that's a thing going back going back into you know darth bane in the first book like going back like honestly the first darth bane book it reminds me i feel like it's the closest thing to the harry potter series it's like it's hilarious you know uh i don't want to spoil it or anything but like they only focus on lightsaber training and even with the jedis like i mean like that was in the old republic that was the main focus but i guess that's not really um canon yeah right but like wouldn't wouldn't you agree that that would some of that would kind of transfer no i don't think so at all like here's the interesting thing is that the EU as a whole tried to make everything very technical, um, whereas the Force as a whole was more of a mindset, more of like a ethereal, spiritual thing than it was a, a power you use. Right. Not a Harry Potter magic. It's a, you know, it's it's like a god more than it is a magic. Right. And I think that's that's the point of it. So it's I like th- a spiritual being. Almost, yeah, like, but it it's it is life itself, and it, it gets you know it tries to get very deep, um, but I, I think the part of the key is like the the we don't see like everybody training with the force ever in the movies. What we see are the really good ones, you know, and we don't see like Yoda going overboard teaching lightsaber combat. Well, we see him, we see the people, like, we always often see the training remote in the lightsabers. And that kind of proves my point right there. Look at how it is. You have the the visor. You can't see anything. What you're learning is to feel things through the force. And your lightsaber is the extension of your will. You know what to do. You're sensing you're in the force. That's not a, you're learning a technique. Again, like, you have to put yourself in the context of the universe, not outside of it. But, like, the point is, like, the Force is... You using a lightsaber is not like you non-Force user using a blaster. It's a part of you. And if you're using the Force, if you're in the Force, you can use it, I guess. And it's, it's about whether you're conflicted or you're at peace and if you're accomplishing the will of the force or you're at odds with it right and that's that's what the that's what the canon is trying to do and you that's know not the kind of rules that would apply in an eu context and you know what i'm gonna be completely honest with you it makes sense it makes sense <laughs> that she's not a mary sue but like 
There's just different. I do think the movies need to portray it better. Right. The I don't movies, think there's the any question really, about it. Really I think the Force it, Awakens, like, there's, like, like I said, there's like there's the nuggets of adv- evidence there, and it's not. You just kind of have to look for them. It's you have to look for them, and that can be kind of a problem. It's fun to delve into it though. Like it really it, is. I've enjoyed myself. Yeah. I don't know how long we've been talking. Wow, that's a lot longer than I thought. Forty five minutes. minutes, but. Um, yeah, like, the fact that you have to dig into it, sure. It's a problem. The movies, right. The Force Awakens, I wouldn't say is even close to perfect. And I don't think The Last Jedi is perfect either. I think The Last Jedi... A lot better than Force Awakens, though. I like The Last Jedi a lot more than The Force Awakens. Definitely. But The Last Jedi makes more glaring mistakes... On a first watch, like they're it feels like they're bold. more tonal, right? As term in terms of like filmmaking kind of problems that you see in a movie, I think the the La- Force Awakens makes a lot more universe context errors, like problems that change that. how yeah. the world works in a negative way that isn't really intended. But the Last Jedi makes some like you know that there's a bit of a pacing problem, or you know people have problems with like how how do they drop bombs when there's no gravity. But, you know, not not paying attention to the fact that the bombers specifically have electromagnetic pulses that are sending them down. Like, there's explanations for that kind of thing. I, I've never thought about that. Yeah. I always just thought, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it's like it's propelling them down. My with, naive uh, self, yeah. With uh, magnets. So. Um, but anyways. But, yeah, I think... But, but the highs. The highs of that movie. Like, the very so peaks. Good. The best parts of the, the, the Praetorian Guard scene. If you ask me... The Yoda scene. Some people do not like the look of that Yoda. But I am of the original. opinion that he's it's great. Original. It's it's the original molds. Right. They made a whole new puppet, but they got the same people to make it using the original molds, and it's done by Frank Oz. I love that scene though. That like that's the it's peak it Yoda wisdom. It wisdom. really and truly shows like Yoda's humor. Yes, yeah, and that's it. like. The, we kind of we lost so much of that in the prequels, lost, but it yeah, was, it was there so much in Empire Strikes Back. Like he's just toying with Luke at first, like pretending to be like this crazy old guy, and then he's like, "Well, he still was in the in the Last Jedi, you know, just kind of he, he, toying he's with funny. Luke." He's right. funny. He's just he likes messing with Luke. It's great. <laughs> it's I I think that's like my favorite scene in the movie. Really? That is my favorite scene in the movie. I, and I, I think the fight scene. Then I know most people think the fight scene, and I think the fight scene is incredible, but there's a lot of really good stuff and I, I mean i think i think that the yoda scene is just my favorite but you have to admit like those scenes like that are like mind-boggling whereas like in the force awakens maybe your number one thought is like oh yeah that moment when like han solo was on the millennium falcon and he said chewy we're home like that was <laughs> that was a fan service moment i just i don't think the force awakens was able to pull off anything as amazing and it should have been it should have been able to pull off things more amazing because it was the it's, hype was so much there. See, the thing is, though, it made it's more only, money than it's anything only else. Setting ever. up episode nine to be even greater and to even get more hype and to get more of yes. a successful. There's a lot more I can talk about about this universe, about the canon and stuff like that. But for now, I think we've we've settled it. Is Mary? Do you think Ray is still a Mary Sue? To be completely honest, there's some things that I do believe, but for the most part, no, I I don't. You you've swayed me. <laughs> Well, I'm glad about that, but like, yeah, there's a problem there. There that, is like, definitely a problem needs there, to especially be addressed movies. pretty well in Episode Nine. I right. think I would agree. If Episode Nine picks up immediately after the Last Jedi, there's no way we're gonna have a problem. But with the books that she has, and with presumably years, like between most episodes of Star Wars, there are years, and the Last Jedi is the only one that's immediately after, or pretty close to immediately Somewhat, after. Yeah. Um, then there's like there's room there for her to have trained a bit more, you know, especially with those books. So pr- basically, they've already, J- J- Ryan Johnson already kind of set up a conclusion to that. If you think about it, right. like she doesn't have to be, but I think it's true. I think there are problems. I don't think there's a perfect Star Wars movie yet. I think <laughs> Empire Strikes Back is incredible, and I would probably argue any of the negative things are good things but that's because i love it you know i don't think we've had a perfect star wars movie yet don't hate me for saying that but it's I just would, true. i, I don't think you can make a perfect movie to begin with but it's hard it's definitely hard but here's the thing that's that's a problem 
not with the story. It's a problem with the delivery. Right. Arguably, there are different problems with the Force Awakens story. Like the directors. Not like there's a there's a lot of problems with the Force Awakens story. In my opinion, in the opinion of a lot of fans, not in the opinion of the majority, probably, but even still, I think most it's people can admit there are problems. More of a more of a singled out opinion. But it's a delivery problem. With both The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens, as far as the Mary Sue thing. And you could argue, maybe the fact that the delivery wasn't super strong means she is. But it, it's not a lack of delivery. It's just very minimal. And I think that's something that they need to maybe work to highlight more in future episodes. Right. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that for now. Thank you for listening. If you did get this far, I, I wonder how you managed to survive with like the, the raving lunatic ramblings um but that's what i'm actually kind of hoping a lot of this podcast will be so maybe it's a lot of fun if you don't like it don't stick around but i like to talk about things like this um the first episode if you're interested is about uh solo uh star wars story the trailer that came out we did kind of a sort of a pseudo breakdown and then just kind of a ramble after that but uh i haven't recorded it yet so uh (laughs) i'm just predicting here Um, But yeah, so maybe check that out if you haven't already. And uh, maybe if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter for more uh, Star Wars and other kind of movie thoughts. Uh, I'm at RevanCard on Twitter. Do you have a Twitter account, Ethan? I do not know. I probably should get one of those, huh? Yeah, you probably should. It's really fun. I like Twitter. Um, I'm not really into social media, but Twitter's fun. Um, Also, I have another podcast where I talk about movies. You've probably come over to this one from that one, most Most likely. Most likely. It's not it's not like a massive podcast or something, but we we talk about movies every week. Um, we'll do movie reviews. Sometimes we'll have like episodes about books. You know, pretty much any kind of media I'm interested in. Sometimes video games. In general, like just media news in general, movie news, um, trailers and that sort of thing. So I probably have another thing about the solo trailer up there. But this is this is a solely Star Wars podcast. So thank you for listening. And if if you've even like turn this on i already love you but like the fact that Very you would have so. listened to now is i'm going on too long even at the the closing um but yeah like thank you for watching uh well you can go on to scarif transmission dot blogspot.com if you want to have a full archive of all of our episodes i mean currently it's only the ones that are on the feed but eventually we'll hit this limit and you'll need to go on there for the early episodes. I don't know why I'm saying that now. But I should get in the habit of it. Because it'll happen soon. Thank you for listening. There we go. Um, may the force be with you guys. Bye.